And it's time again for Liana and I to sally forth and uh, opine on things in the news and opine. Opine that he was um, Andy Taylor's son in uh, the Andy Griffith show. Is that so? Yeah, it was uh, Opine. That's uh, Ron Howard played him. <laughs> that I think was not his name. Yeah, it was Opine. Look it up. Opine and Anthony. They called him uh, Opie for short, but his full name was Opine. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about some funny stuff today. Okay. Some of it is news stuff that maybe shouldn't be funny, okay. um, but it is. And we're going to talk about Liana having the absolute worst customer, ex- uh, customer service experience worst. ever. Like it is, I've had some bad customer service experiences. Liana's is like from the twilight zone uh, and it continues. By the way, they called. They're calling you back tomorrow at 6 30. What they called? Yes. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk about they, that. Okay, they can't tell time on top of everything else. Lord. Keep in mind that where they're calling from is probably half the world away in a different time zone. I cannot believe they have managed to foul up every step of this process in a new way. Well, the thing is, if you're going to foul things up, go for broke. I guess. All right. I guess. Um, But we hate something's exciting. Something's exciting. You know what's exciting? What's exciting? We have our first sponsor. Ooh. Our first podcast sponsor, um, like ever. So we want to welcome uh, Hoozle. 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 Um, Hoozle is, as they say in the, the thing they gave me to read, a uh, brand new discovery plat- music discovery platform that gives unsigned and independent artists the ability to get discovered, like our new musicnation.ca. But this is audio. Uh, want to know how it works? They put your music, your music in front of fans and give them a full screen photo of your song along with a 30-second preview and the ability to like it and add it to a playlist, leave a comment, or follow you. Think of it like TikTok, but for indie artists and without the videos and without the idiots. Because I had to watch TikTok this week for some research <laughs> and my brain melted. <laughs> it was... It, 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 TikTok exists, I, I believe. It's Chinese, isn't it? It's from China? I think, well, I think Microsoft owns a piece of it now. I, I think that it exists to weaken the minds of Western audiences because you cannot watch that stuff without losing IQ points fast. Um, anyway, to get your music on Hoozle, you have to go to the App Store, search for Hoozle, which is spelled W-H-O-O-Z-L. Download the app, and from there, you can upload your music directly from your iPhone. It's that simple. No need to pay a distributor or a middleman. So I'm reading there. This is the thing they gave me. Don't think that I'm improvising this. If you're an artist looking to put your music in a place where it'll get heard by people who will like it the most, then go to the App Store today, download Hoozle, or you can go to the website, hoozle.com, that's W-H-O-O-Z-L.com, and upload directly from your desktop. And be sure to follow them and like them on Instagram at Hoozle Music, as well as Twitter account, at Hoozle Music. Uh, the Instagram account is at Hoozle 
underscore music. Like me on, on Instagram's Ed underscore the underscore suck. Um, it's 100% free to join. Sign up today and they will promote you for free. And this is directed at indie artists. And we have been, uh, Leander, you and I have been very supportive with New Music Nation mm -hmm. uh, in supporting artists who have music videos that uh, need distribution. And uh, Hoozle is kind of, it's the, you know, it's an audio version. It's, uh, they've thought it out. And uh, I think anything that helps independent artists get seen and heard is a good thing. Yes, I agree. What are you typing there? I, I, I am searching Hoozle. You can't do that later? I'm looking, oh, I was so excited by your promo that oh, I looked it boy. up. boy, boy. Get her, get her a shovel. She's, 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 she's shoveling it. Come on, it's our first sponsor. It is our first sponsor. So welcome um, to uh, Hoozle. And uh, we'll thank them again at the end of the show. Yes. So it's time to move on with the show, Leanna. Yes, it is. This, you know, you told me like a few years ago that in England, people were so fed up with their government that they just started electing clowns basically yeah people who were just entertaining because they figured that they were getting nothing out of their politicians so they might as well get some entertainment value and uh that has definitely taken root in the u.s um and this one amuses me um the former football star herschel walker um won the republican nomination for senator in south carolina um the man is an absolute imbecile. And kind of a lunatic. Yeah, he's nuts. He supposedly is a flat earther. He yeah. doesn't believe in evolution. I heard a quote. This is his brilliant mind, how he has dissected and proven evolution is wrong because he believes in the Bible, um, which surprises me because I don't know that this man can read. Um, here's his, his theory says that science says that man came from apes. But if that's true, why are there still apes? <laughs> you know. That is his pointed, uh, logical way of disproving evolution. Never mind that evolution doesn't say man came from apes. It says you we know. came from a common ancestor. Saying we came from apes is like saying that you came from your brother. Like yeah. you both came from the same parent but you're not, you didn't come from your brother. Um, and this, this is the guy running against Raphael Warnock. Yeah, uh, a, yeah. a preacher with serious roots in the community. Well, I don't, I don't know if you've ever listened to Raphael Warnock speak. He's, he's incredibly good on multiple levels, right? He understands the issues, but he also knows how to explain them to people in a way they get. Herschel well, Walker's biggest credential is he won the 1982 Heisman Trophy. You know how many NFL players have problems in life because of concussions? This guy is a walking concussion. Uh, that's an insult to concussions. Because this Here, guy's not just, just dumb and crazy. He's a liar. Well, he's a Republican. That okay, goes that with the brand no, these days. No, 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 not necessarily. Liz oh, yes. Cheney is a Republican. Uh, what? Liz yeah, Liz Cheney is not going to be a Republican for much longer. Perhaps not, but she is still currently a Republican. They chase out all, anybody with any active brain, brain cells or critical thinking faculties, they chase them out. 
They don't want they they, they grab torches and, and tiki torches and chase them out wearing chinos. Um, you talk about Raphael Warnock being able to explain things. Well, let's give Herschel Walker his due, because following the uh, school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, um, this is what Herschel Walker told uh, Fox News. He said, quote, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. They talk about doing a disinformation. What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at women that's looking at their social media? What about doing that? Looking into things like that? What does that even mean? That is the definition of a word salad. Yeah, apparently um, Herschel Walker has been diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. Oh, so he's Moon Knight. He has a dozen distinct identities. Does any of them have a brain that works? Um, Apparently he was tempted to murder a man once and attributed his divorce to his illness. And this, all of this is out there in the public sphere and Republicans in South Carolina still voted overwhelmingly to make him their candidate for a senator to be in the U.S. Senate. He also didn't attend any of the uh, candidate debates because he doesn't like debates. What do you think the Senate is about? Like- okay, but, but, okay, this gets better. Okay, and have you seen this guy's Wikipedia entry? No. Okay, this is what it says. According to Walker's ex-wife, for the first 16 years of their marriage, Walker's alters were somehow controlled and she had no idea that he had any disorder. Uh, she said that the situation greatly deteriorated once Walker was diagnosed, after which he began to exhibit either very sweet alters or very violent alters who looked evil. She said that in one situation where Walker exhibited two alters, she was in bed when he held a straight razor to her throat and repeatedly stated that he would kill her. Walker did not deny Grossman's account, saying he did not remember it because blackouts were a symptom of the disorder. This guy is running for the Senate. Yep. For one of the highest offices in the land, a respected August institution like the Senate. And people are like, how, how, how? Do you vote for this person? Like, I can't imagine that his opponents could, could be worse than this. I can't imagine it. There, it, I, it beggars the imagination how anybody knowing all this can go forward and vote for this guy. The guy's a wackadoodle. And, and you're going to make this guy, your, this is the guy who's gonna be trying to get jobs and, and industry and investment in your state this idiot i mean it surprises me that he has alters because i didn't think that his brain could could hold that many personalities <laughs> well i mean oh the the whole thing about him being a candidate in georgia um the, I, this is very thorny and i'm not willing to say on the radio my theories about why he became the candidate um but yeah it's it's a mess and it's it's Watch insulting him win too. i don't know i this strikes me the fact that all this stuff came out after he won the primary indicates, no there was a lot of stuff before the primary yeah but the completely hypocritical stuff about you know because part of his appeal to Republicans was he was a critic, uh, critic of absentee fathers, specifically absentee black fathers. People don't know Herschel Walker was black. 
Uh, and now he has all these kids that yeah, he, he he's only ever spoken absentee. of he's only ever spoken of one having one son. Turns out he has three other children With, yeah. that he wasn't a father to. And the guy is the one who he's the one saying the problem in the black community is fatherless children. Right. Like, this is how, how someone explained to me, how do you justify casting a ballot? for this in individual. In saner times, this person would never even have got on the ballot. But well, one, what is, what is going on in this Fruit Loops world we live in? It was a six-way primary, right? And it, you know, I mean, he, he won rather lopsidedly, but it was, I think, just name recognition and- Americans love anyone famous. Well, Republicans do too, right? I mean, anybody famous. Is... If if you're a serial killer and everybody knows your name, the Republicans will 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 vote for you. They are so into this cult of famous people. Just like uh, like Trump, you know, he oh he's famous. He's on the TV. He must be you know must be the best. He's on the TV. They are so into the thrall of names that they recognize. They, it doesn't matter to them what they recognize them for. It's just they're recognized. And somehow they, they think that these these people on the TV are part of their family because they came into their home on the television so many times. I, I also think there's um, some, I'll say irony going on here with who they picked as a candidate. I mean, Georgia's, Georgia's one of those changing states Right. And, and this is going to be a big test of how voter disenfranchisement is going to going to play out, because you're talking about an incumbent who won in a special election. So he has to run again very quickly. But he was very popular. Um, he 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 fought a hard race, you know, wrestled control of Georgia away from, uh, you know, were the Republicans. And now he has to face a guy who has no business being there. The only thing they have in common is the color of their skin. And that's what I'm talking about. Irony that, you know, that there's this trolling quality to the Republican party now that I find really irritating, but it's supposed to be right. That's why it's a troll. Republicans at this point, they have no actual policy. They're and this applies to some conservatives in Canada, too. Their only goal in life is pissing off people who they don't agree with. That's it. Yeah, there's there's no actual productive uh, initiative going forward. Yeah. It's just pissing off people who they don't like. Yeah, that only is it's... their whole reason for existing. And yep. if you are good at pissing off people they don't like, they love you no matter what you've done. Yep. Yeah. It's just own the libs. This is what's going on like you know some people want to get uh, frozen in suspended animation so they can come out into the future world and see what the future is like i don't want to know what the future is going to be like I, at this yeah, point in time i, I, I don't want to yeah, i just want to do my time i'm and... glad that that uh i'm on the downward slope at this point in time yeah um because i'll sleep i'll sleep well in that pine box knowing that i'm not part of this mishiga world um where there's no common sense anymore. It doesn't make any, and okay. speaking of no common sense. Okay. You want to say something? Well, uh, common sense is neither. That's one of my favorite bumper stickers I've ever seen. 
Yes, that is Cause, true. Because sense is not common and common, common opinion is not sense. This is true. And yeah. It's one of those few things that can fit on a bumper sticker that isn't uh, ignorant as hell. Um, yeah, I just, I saw that once um, and I just thought that's beautiful. Well, speaking of things that are crazy, um, I wonder if we should get into this and we'll do it in the next throw. Do it in the we'll, next. And then we'll talk about your experience with Adobe, which I encourage you to stick around and listen to. It is the most Terry Gilliam-esque. I'm not going to remember it all. I'm going to have to work. That's okay. You just have to remember the highlights. That's enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is Leanna dealing with uh, the internet company Adobe that provides um, internet uh, programs for people. I yes. sounded like an old man explaining Yeah, they, they make Photoshop. They make, uh, uh, I don't know if we're going to, uh, can we mention them? Like, I don't know now. Why not? Well, I guess we already have. Yeah, Adobe. They're, they make Adobe Premiere, the video editing Yeah, thing. I mean, that's what I primarily use, that in Photoshop. And I, this, is, uh, this is like a bad Kafka sketch, what yeah, Rihanna went through. So yeah, we will yeah, get to that. After yeah. we come, when we come back, we're going to talk about Jerry Seinfeld's newest uh, entertainment project. What is Jerry up to? We'll let you know when we come back after this. So, Leanna, yes. Jerry Seinfeld, a, uh, a huge star. Uh, was Seinfeld an 80s or 90s phenomenon? 90s, I think, right? I, I don't know. It all blurs together. 80s to 90s. Anyway, a big phenomenon, a huge cultural uh, phenomenon. And he made hundreds of millions of dollars from the syndication rights to Seinfeld because he owned a piece of it. Right. And now that he has a lot of his own money, he seems to be getting his amusement by getting other people to set their money on fire. He, <laughs> he made that the bee movie thing years ago, but about a bee, like a honeybee <laughs> that was a giant failure. Like nobody even understood why, what, what was this movie? Um, now, guess what his newest project is? A movie for Netflix. Guess what it's about? I'm, I'm actually interested in this. What? Okay. He's doing his, his new Netflix movie, and he's directing for the first time. It's called Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart Story. That sounds cool. There's not a, a, a TV movie in the story of inventing Pop-Tarts. Here's I'm the invention sorry. of Pop-Tarts. Here's a, look, we've got this tart, it, the, 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 this toaster thing. It doesn't have anything on it. I know, why don't we put some uh, frosting on it like we do on gingerbread men and on cookies and things like that. Oh yes, let's do that. Okay, there is the, the story of Pop-Tarts invention. Who, literally people are giving Jerry Seinfeld money that he can flush down the toilet. I think he's just coming up with things that are the least commercial uh, success possible. Um, just amusing himself at how many people will give him money to throw down the toilet. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually interested in the creation of Pop-Tarts. I want, here's some things I wanna see, okay? I wanna see a movie um, it, uh, about the life and times of the Pringles guy. With a mustache. I kind of wonder what it takes for somebody to think, I'm going to put potato chips in a can. Chef Boyardee, a very 
heartwarming rags to riches immigrant story about a chef named Boyardee who comes from Italy and comes up with the idea of putting pasta, very bad pasta, in a can with a lot of sugar. Um, I mean, that's, that's, it's heartwarming. It's a, a rag to riches story, the story of chef, because there is actually a guy named Chef Boyardee. Which it's freaks not, me out. It's not spelled like it is on the can. It's spelled more like an Italian name with an I and stuff. Um, maybe something about uh, the adventures of the Quaker Oats guy. Yes. Like maybe make him like some kid um, gets, finds this, this ring, this magic ring. And when he twists it, he turns into the Quaker Oats guy who um, uh, fights crime and uh, gives out Bible tracts. Right. Um, Oreos could be an interesting story about racial uh, integration. Um, okay. Uh, I'd like to see a movie about the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah? Because I'm seeing it like this. You, you didn't um, see what I did there. I, I heard the, oh, oh okay. you do it right. Oh, yeah. I want it to be subtle. I want, because, yeah, this will be subtle. I want, I, I'm seeing it like this. I'm seeing it like Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Oh, God. Where a guy gets into a pod and what? somebody accidentally puts uh, a jug, a glass jug of Kool-Aid in the other one. And they get blended together and he becomes the Kool-Aid man um, with the ability <laughs> to break down walls. That's what I mean. I, I Think about it. Think about it. could be a great body horror type of movie. What's he called? The Brindle Jug? Yes, Brindle Jug. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That that the fly terrified me as a kid. And so I have a fondness for it. Um. If you want to show some uh, representation, you could do the Frito Bandito. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Get uh, the, the Latinx community involved, the Frito Aww. Bandito. And um, for uh, soft porn, Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker, because she's always moist and easy. Oh, can you say this on the radio? I just did. That's her slogan. That was yeah. the slogan of Betty Crocker, moist and easy. I didn't make it up. But I, I don't know. See, Ed, you can see these things, and if I'd say them, I'd get in trouble. That's why it's good to be the sock. Uh, yeah. By the way, no movie starring the M&Ms. Yeah, okay. Now, now you're just triggering me because now I'm thinking about that Rescue Rangers movie. First, before we get to that weirdness, the M&Ms, Cartoons are a very frightening cartoon. They're sick. They are the one where two of them are laughing with this woman that she's going to eat one of their friends who's yeah. in the car pounding on the window to get free because he doesn't want to get eaten alive. I, and then the other one where they, they tie one of their friends up and throw him in the trunk to take they, him somewhere where someone's going to eat him. Like, could you do this with human beings? This is cannibalism. This is like, it's not funny just because these, the, 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 these cute little uh, M&M guys, these are sadistic. This is like Saw, the movie Saw, but yeah. with, with chocolate filled characters. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really messed up. I, I don't understand that sort of humor. I feel like I'm increasingly detached from reality. Um, and speaking of detached from reality, the movie we both happened to watch this week, I recommended it to you because I had heard it that it was good. 
and we both saw Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, yeah. a movie based on the classic Disney cartoon. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Come on, it was fun. The movie was insanely the, weird. No, the movie horrified me. It I, I have disturbing. determined. Yeah. The more the more time I get between me and that movie, the more disturbed I become. It's, you know, they take a heartwarming cartoon series from back in the day and basically make the plot about a human trafficking ring for cartoon characters. It's it's like torture porn for it, for cartoon characters. It is. It is. It's like, exceptional. The more you watch it, the more you realize truly how disturbing this is. Like this is the this is we're seeing the inside of somebody's very sick mind who the, made the, this movie. The best part of it was the uh, the comic book convention scenes with Ugly Sonic. Yes, Ugly Sonic was quite cute. Yeah, that that was the best. That was a good. That was a nice little reference, little joke. Yeah, and all the little cameos of, you know, Darkwing Duck got in there and all that stuff. That was all right. There was, there was a lot of cameos from cartoon characters from other companies. Like, right. like Roger Rabbit, but yeah. not like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it felt like it was supposed to be an update, like a, an updated Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it didn't have any of the charm, heart, or cohesion. I, you would think that, this is the kind of movie that kids who grew up watching Chippendale Rescue Rangers will say, let's sit down with our kids and yeah. watch it and then be horrified. You know how many kids are going to you need therapy after watching this movie? Well, there's just so many levels of wrong. I don't know where to begin. And it's depressing in places like sad. Well, it's also normalizing certain things that I'm not sure really should be it shouldn't be normalized by disney you know it, it the whole thing was just it's like it slipped through some quality control i don't know but the thing is in order to get a movie like this made it has to get a green light from several people several people saw this very cynical dark uh movie based on a very light kids cartoon and said yeah this is a good idea yeah, and and yeah, uh, that's I don't know. like uh, when I was growing up. There was a, a Saturday morning show called The Banana Splits. Right. They were a band. It was a live action thing. I they were the Banana Splits. Yeah, they were a band. One was a, a dog who played the uh, the saxophone. There was an elephant. There was a uh, uh, was, another was dog. That, was that the Croft Brothers or just a rip off of them? Yeah, uh, just a rip off. Um, okay. And it was, and then they would introduce cartoons and stuff, and they'd have crazy little antics, and they had a really fun uh, opening. Like I would encourage you to look up on YouTube, Banana Splits intro. So, a couple of years ago, I see that I read they're doing a TV movie with Banana Splits, and I'm excited. Here's the story of that movie: the Banana Splits get canceled, and they go on a murder spree, killing everybody at the studio. Wow. What? What? Wow. Why don't you just dig up my childhood and crap right in its mouth? <laughs> um, all right. You're in a mood today. Yeah, a little bit. Um, when we come back, it's time to hear the story. Of <laughs> Leanna, the worst case of customer service. This is customer <laughs> disservice. Oh, this is, oh God. We're gonna, you're gonna hear this. This is a good one. 
All right, um, we'll be back after this. All right, Lana. Lana? Yes, Lana. Um, you ever get called Lana? Oh, all the time. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Uh, Leanna? Yeah. Set up for us what happened in this customer service disaster. Okay. I am, some would call me paranoid. I say just diligent about cybersecurity, online security, right? I work with some cybersecurity people. They would, you know, I, I told them this story and they said, uh, I'm very glad that you didn't do what Adobe asked you to do because I would have to come over there and smack you. Um, so I get irritated when major companies encourage people to, you know, train people into behaviors that could get their information compromised online. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it began. I got this email and it said, you know, there's a problem with your payment or something like that from Adobe. And I looked at it it's like, okay, this looks legitimate, but it could be a phishing scheme. Uh, let's see. And so I logged into Adobe manually and sure enough, there was a problem with the billing. Um, I pay through PayPal because I like to have as few things automatically deducted from my bank account as possible because of stuff like this, right? If a company is so incompetent that they can't get these basic things right, they don't get access to my credit card. They don't get access to my bank account. There has to be some sort of firewall between me and their incompetence. All right, continue. Okay, so I, it won't fix. And then I get a second charge on my PayPal account. And then a third. And at this point, I'm like, all right, I contact Adobe customers. And again, this is a second and third charge for something you've already been charged for. Right. It was a triple billing, like three attempts to charge my PayPal account came out on the same day. And so you go to Adobe and of course you don't get a person right away. You get this chat, you know, this pop-up window in the corner of your screen. And let me, let me ask some questions and we'll connect you to a customer support agent. Of course, the customer support agent name was allegedly Saba. Um, I have no idea if that was really their name. But, uh, you know, twice in this unsecured chat app, I was asked for alternate emails and partial credit card information, you know, ding, ding, dings, and they couldn't help me. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, but they also couldn't confirm for you uh, that they were actually secure. They insisted that I give them all my other email addresses so they could check to see whether I had multiple accounts. And the thing is, this is passive billing, right? I've been using this service for years. It's never been a problem before now. If I had multiple Adobe accounts, then there would be multiple charges every month. So immediately, like they think I'm a dummy. Right. Like, oh, I couldn't figure out I had multiple accounts being billed. So I call and got the runaround again. And they were making me do a whole bunch of things I didn't want to do. And so I asked to speak to a manager. I had to ask four times to speak to a manager. When that happens. Did anybody 
uh, who, when you were talking to them, ask what you were wearing? Not yet. All right. Not yet. Um, but, you know, t- I don't like it because I don't like fighting with customer service people. They have a hard job. So the minute something becomes difficult, it's like, just let me speak to a manager, please. You know, get on to an easier call. And when I have to go manager, manager, like I'm talking to one of those voice recognition um, phone things, it, I had to repeat it and just repeat it and repeat it. The only word I said was manager. I finally got connected to the manager who insisted that PayPal was the problem and insisted I phone PayPal. Now, anybody who has had to contact PayPal is rolling their eyes at this point because it is very, very difficult to phone PayPal. I actually said to the manager, okay, when this turns out to be a wild goose chase and I waste my time figuring out how to phone PayPal, are you going to fix the problem next time? No answer. I couldn't get an assurance that if this was a wild goose chase, they'd take me more seriously. So I finally just hung up and the way you call PayPal is you go through a, a, a very, very elaborate, you know, AI questionnaire. Yeah, it's and like Theseus in the Minotaur. Yeah, you have to refuse online chat services multiple times. Then you're given a phone number and a six-digit code that's only good for an hour. So at this point, I had somewhere to be because it's been three hours. And this is the third day of me fighting with customer support. This was Tuesday. I think. No, it was, it was Monday. It was Monday. Um, and, and so I call, of course, PayPal was very, very nice and very useful. They canceled all the security billings, like all, all the additional billings. They said, yeah, this is a triple charge. We'll wipe this out. They'll have to, they'll have to charge you again. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, PayPal, uh, Adobe this whole time is telling me to change my method of payment for convenience. And I said, I'm sorry, isn't the customer supposed to determine what's convenient? And at this point, I, I did what anybody who can will do. I took to social media because that's the only thing bad companies care about. And so I started tweeting and I tweeted and I tweeted and other people started basically talking about their bad Adobe experiences. My phone rings. It's Adobe. It's someone named Ron claiming to be from Adobe corporate. And at first, everything seems to be going great. Ron seems to actually want to help. And I told him the whole story. I tried to be humble. I said, look, they sent me on this merry goose chase. I don't know what I'm doing here. I didn't even know what to tell PayPal. I don't know what the problem is. He goes, yeah, I'm looking at your account and it's a mess. Is, is there a man of the house I could speak to? Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. A man of the uh, house. A, a, a man of the house. Suddenly who, I am. Who uses that term? Anymore? I have been teleported to the 1960s, right? Is there a man of the, I'm trying to figure out where Adobe found this specimen of time traveler and put him in charge of, customer service like well, I gave, how I gave could you the guy, how could you put somebody with the capacity 
for saying something like that. It's like he, he you know, he, he would tell. Uh, yeah, this is who the social media team sent to fix the problem. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think he still thinks that uh, black people and white people use different uh, waters, water uh, I, fountains. I said, excuse me. And he repeated it. Is there a man of the house I could speak to? Because, you know, you've said you don't know what you're doing. So maybe he'll understand better. And I, I said, is this a joke? No, ma'am, I just want to fix the problem. And I said, well, I want to fix the problem too. But in order to do that, you're going to have to deal with this stupid woman. And didn't he a few minutes later repeat the phrase stupid woman? <laughs> At this point, I thought I was being had. I thought somebody had man in the middle of the whole thing, saw the thing on social media, pulled my number off of docs and called pretending to be Adobe because there's no way this is real. So I, I said something that I think I was speaking Tasmanian devil at that point, but I hung up the phone. I called Adobe back to make sure I was actually speaking to Adobe. Of course, this put me back in the time loop, right? Like back on the It's a Small World ride where the process starts all over again. Can't speak to the manager, must give the exact information. Told, change to your bank account. No, I don't wanna change to my bank account. I don't wanna give you my bank account information. I don't wanna give you my credit card. No, 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 no. Yeah, I said, please just let me speak to a manager. Well, we can't let you speak to a manager until we fill out the ticket. Fine, here's the information. Let me speak to a manager. Uh, let me put you on hold. So I sit on hold for I don't know how long, but then I hear click. Uh, 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 uh. They disconnected me. Because? I, because Adobe customer service wraps up for the day at 6 p.m. local time. It was 6 p.m. local time. They, so they just, just hung the up call. on you. They just, everybody got out of the office. They got out of Dodge. They just cut right. you off. So I go back on, on the warpath on Twitter, right? And I start actually like just trolling Adobe Care to try to get a response, right? Um, because Adobe was telling me to call my bank because of a problem processing from PayPal from a wallet, like the credit you have in your PayPal account, it does nothing to do with um, uh, of, of your bank. Your bank doesn't approve transactions for PayPal, right? And so I just started retweeting Adobe Care tweets, just trolling and, you know, pointing out that Adobe wasted five hours of my time and uh, that PayPal even said, they're a huge company. Why are they getting you to call us? And finally, I was like, it would be great if they could respond to me because they're calling again, right? And I don't answer the phone because I don't know if this is actually real calls. And finally, finally, Adobe Care responds to me. After on Twitter I've been, or something. I, I, on Twitter, after I've been posting like highlights of the chat that are just a, like ridiculous. And they said, you can reply here with your preferred times and we'll share it with the team. 
because after I said, I think I'm being call spoofed, pointing the time I expect them to call on social media is a brilliant idea. They eventually got in contact with me. I get another very poorly spelled email. Like that's part of the problem, the grammar and the, 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 the command of language with these customer service representatives is atrocious. Like that's part of the reason I thought these things weren't real. And I get, they, they, uh, I, I said, uh, the, but the time the show airs, hopefully they would have called, but uh, they say they're gonna, I give them a time, right? To call today. Didn't they call last night instead? Like they couldn't even get the time to call right. They called last night. Of course, I didn't answer the phone because I was with a private client at the moment. I can't just pick up the phone at the drop of the hat. I don't know that it's an authentic call. And so at this point, it is still unresolved. And it turns out the guy who said the man of the house actually was an Adobe employee. is, Is very likely real based on the correspondence I have gotten. But best, they double billed me again last night. Good job, Adobe. It's just like someone could probably run for office and win on a single issue campaign, just making it illegal for companies to do this stuff to people. Because the only reason I can fight back is I have a media and social media platform. Well, and the thing is, I've had to fight back with my social media platform, too. And I feel bad because most people don't have that many uh, followers. That's the thing. And they got no power, so they just get trampled by these companies. Part of the reason I'm being completely obnoxious about this is I can be. Because somebody without a following, they just ignore. They just, well, they're going to force them to do something they don't feel comfortable to do because the customer is always wrong. And then they'll mess around with someone's bank account as opposed to a third-party, you know, distributor like PayPal who... You know, you can block a payment from PayPal and the money isn't coming out, right? You had that grace period. That's why I use it. Why? What? This reminds me of when you would, in the days when your phone was connected to uh, a jack uh, by a wire. And when you called them and told them that there was a problem with the phone, they they would tell you to, um, if you have it like an extension cord, disconnect the extension cord, right. plug the phone right into the wall, even though right. the plug was behind, fur- like the jack was behind furniture. Oh, that they, was like when they, they insisted that, an internet cable could only be six feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like they make this stuff up. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, uh, you'll have to update us next week if this gets fixed. Yeah. Um, when we come back, farting cows. That's a segue. And uh, we'll be back after this. So, Leanna. Yes. Um, we all know that uh, greenhouse gas emissions are a problem. <laughs> yes. Um, here and uh, New Zealand is taking it very seriously. Tiny little New Zealand. Um, the government has announced a plan to tax farmers for livestock farting and burping. <laughs> okay. Because of how much methane comes out of uh, cows and sheep. They burp and fart all day long and, and they're causing problems uh, putting uh, uh, greenhouse gases into the air. So they're going to tax farmers based on 
the farts and burps of sheep and cattle. Well, what's kind of funny is in the early days of, you know, climate change, when they called it global warming, the opponents of, you know, environmental protections insisted that, well, a, a greenhouse gas is going to the air because of basically farting cows and sheep. This was the exact argument they used. Now, cars produce much more, like, like orders of magnitude more. And there are way more cars in the world than there are, you know, cows and sheep. I want to know exactly how you tax cow farts. Um, like, what if one cow is more gassy than another? Like, how, is, I think are, it's there, just are there meters? Head. Are there meters they put on their butts to register every time there's there's an emission? Apparently, um, they can reduce emission by using feed additives. So they're, they're basically can give gas X to cows. It's a carbon tax, like we've got here, um, to try to fight greenhouse gases by um, taxing farts. And you know what I'm thinking? Why stop at cows and sheep? What about people who fart in elevators? That does that really get released into the environment, though? It does when I'm smelling it. I mean, I mean, cows and sheep are unique because they're ruminants, right? Ruminants. Yeah, they're ruminants. They have multi-chambered stomachs, so they can digest things like grass that humans can't actually get nutrients from. So they actually get fermentation within their body. That's that's oh, like listen, cow burps. Some, or... some relatives Thanksgiving dinner. There's <laughs> plenty of fermentation happening. If we start taxing people for farts in public places, the world will smell a lot better. <laughs> this one part of the story. Um, it's a type of greenhouse gas that traps heat in the atmosphere. It can be so intense that high-resolution satellites were once able to detect high methane emissions from a cattle lot in California. Yeah, it, we, now have, we now have satellites that can track where cows are farting. This is uh, science. We live, in a, we live in a scientific wonderland. And um, very briefly, there was one other story. Uh, oh, yeah, in, in India... A uh, woman was trampled to death by an elephant. And then when they had her funeral outdoors, the same elephant came back, took her body and threw it around. Started smashing it and throwing it around. Like, the original story doesn't even do the complete justice to it. Because apparently at the funeral, the elephant showed up with like 12 of her friends. Yeah, <laughs> Like what did this elephant is my hero. This this is one pissed off. And it's not good yeah. to laugh about somebody's death and the desecration yeah. of a corpse. But this is hilarious. What but, did she yeah. do? Because elephants never forget. What did she do to piss off this elephant? That yeah. not only killed her, but came back and killed her again. Yeah. And apparently the elephant had um, wandered from a, like a wildlife sanctuary. But... I, th this elephant is a boss. I don't care. I, am I like that it showed elephant. up with its own gang. It came and, to and the if, funeral with it, its own gang. It apparently waited over the corpse for over an hour. And that's when the other elephants from the herd showed up and started destroying the house 
of this person. Like I'm imagining a scene from Attack on Titan at this point, you know, when the Beast Titan screams and the rest of them all show up. I think this reminds me of a movie from the 70s called The Warriors. Okay. About, about a street gang. Like this but elephant elephants. is a boss. This is like a Disney movie gone bad. I love it. It's it's like this elephant saw the Chippendales Rescue Ranger movie. This is one pissed off elephant. I, I mean, love for the elephant, elephant, like it, this was personal for the elephant. Yeah. yeah. It killed the woman, then came back to ruin her funeral and beat up her corpse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is so intriguing to me. I never saw this in one of the Babar books. Like it's, this is, I guess we shouldn't be laughing. Apparently. Uh, between 100 and 300 people a year are killed by elephants in India. But how many of them come back for revenge? Well, how many of them ruin your funeral? Apparently, elephants are capable of vengeance. Apparently. They, they, like, they don't... Apparently, wildlife managers don't shoot elephants that do this because other elephants will be like, elephant too, this time it's personal. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. This story. It is not known what the woman had done to infuriate infuriate the elephant. <laughs> Must have been they something. Know, they know she did something. <laughs> That's right. She gave, <laughs> him, gave him side eye. <laughs> the woman told the elephant they were she was going to tax her farts. That's right. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, Liana can also be heard in a less jocular fashion, but still entertaining. Uh, on it's not therapy Thursdays. Saga960am.ca and Saga960am radio. And it is the episodes are stored there as podcasts. You can also hear It's Not Therapy as a podcast on your favorite podcast uh, platforms. That's Google uh, uh, Podcasts. You got Apple Music. You got uh, Spotify. Many of the basically just go type in It's Not Therapy. Lots of stuff, practical, hands-on uh, advice to common everyday problems um, that don't need therapy, but do need somebody to give to point you in the right direction so check that out um and uh, is that it liana i think so we gotta go we gotta go all right um uh, by the way i've been sitting in my office during this thing i'm glad there's no one taxing uh, great great gas right now i i really um, i really needed to know that that enriched my life all right that's it so it's time for us to say goodbye and i turn it over to liana who says bye bye Bye-bye.